Stay tuned for The Turning Point with Mike Fader. sounds good. Oh, my headphones, turning up my headphones sounds good. So um, I could say all the magic words. I could say Trump. I could say Clinton. I could say Syria. I could say Putin. I could say Rio, the Olympic Games. I could say um, immigration. I could say all the words. <laughs> I could say all the words. But uh, sometimes you get a little tired of it. Now, I will return to it. I will return to some of these things, or perhaps all of these things eventually, and probably later in the show. But it, was, uh, it occurred to me on the way down, actually when I was walking, was it um, yesterday afternoon? I was taking a walk with my wife yesterday afternoon, and it occurred to me that this is, 
approaching that strange tipping point in the summer where the uh, the season kind of tips over and heads towards another season. Now, it isn't exactly that time yet, and you can feel it wherever you are. Now, I don't know if this is <clears throat> if this is different in different cities or in different places. I suppose it depends on the weather, but then it certainly depends on dates. Um, and the weather changes in a certain way depending upon where you live. Uh, I have no idea if you live down where it's really hot or if you live in a place where it's cooler, you can tell the difference. Um, maybe it's all relative. But by the date, you can tell. It's by the date. <clears throat> I wish we had uh, cough buttons. I guess we're never going to get cough buttons on these um, on these. Um, microphones here on this setup. It's too bad. We used to have cough buttons at Sirius, and now that my throat is such a mess and I cough so much, it would be nice to have a cough button. I'll just cough off mic. Here I go. I'm going to try it like now. I'm going to do an experiment. <coughs> Still sounds awful, right? Oh, well, what can I do? Um, maybe I'll bring my own, invent a kind of personal cough button. So there's a time. There's a time, though, and it's a schedule is the same all over the country. Uh, if Depending on uh, who you are, what you do, but almost everybody listening to me, I'm going to guess maybe that every single person who's listening to me now went through a school system someplace. You went through um, elementary school and you went through, because if you're my age, uh, it's it's pretty routine, but I guess it's the same. Now, although starting 20, 30 years ago, they started preschool. There wasn't anything called preschool when I was going to school. You just uh, you hung around with other kids or you hung around with your parents or you just somehow otherwise occupied yourself in the house or outside or in the backyard where I lived. And then you went to kindergarten. Kindergarten started when you were five years old. So everybody listening to me, I'm going to guess, has been to, uh, unless you come from um, a foreign country where things are completely different. I don't know. I have no idea. But even there... You have schools and school years, right? But they may start at different times. I know that there are places in the country where elementary and um, then junior high, then high school, and then college start at different times. There are trimesters. Um, sometimes school is <clears throat> goes on through the summer, and then there are multiple longer breaks in the, in the wintertime. But when I was going to school, and this is something that I think a lot of people will recognize— uh, you went to school starting, first day of school was starting first or second week in September, depending on when Labor Day or something else was. And then you had the holidays, and they were fairly routine, although now there are more holidays. Uh, as we get more diverse, that's one of those words that I have difficulty using, <laughs> but I have to use it. I guess I come up with some synonym for it. But as we get uh, more and more different people and different religions and groups, especially different religions in the um, in the metropolitan area here, at least, and maybe in other places in the country, we have more religious holidays. New York City did what would be unthinkable to some other people in other places, Muslims considered, that there are one or two holidays in New York City now that are not just Jewish or Christian holidays, uh, Jewish or Catholic holidays. They are also a couple of Muslim school holidays now. Yes, there are. There are. And what are you going to do? It's the way of America. 
in you know since uh, since near the beginning. It's immigrants. It's different groups of people. It's um, it's people coming from different parts of the world and. So far, it works in sort of a wacky, sometimes not so functional way, but it works generally. So anyhow, school ended sometime, uh, the public schools, I don't know, if you went to private school, private schools end earlier, right? Private schools end sometime, I think, um, early June or near the end of May, something like that, when they have a longer time off. Uh, We always took it for granted that uh, because they were rich, Kids who went to private school were rich. We didn't count Catholic schools. I don't know when kids got off. I know the kids who went to Catholic school in my neighborhood were not rich. Uh, they had the same sort of lower middle or middle um, middle class income and lifestyle that we did. Mostly it was what you could call lower middle, I suppose. Uh, there was enough money come in regularly for people to have used cars and to pay the mortgage on the house and to get by with food and take the occasional... <clears throat> inexpensive vacation. Sometimes there was money enough for camp, but not usually. If it was a camp, it was a day camp or maybe a Boy Scout camp, that kind of thing, or a Y camp. That's the sort of neighborhood I grew up in. So then school is over if you're in public school. Sometime, what, around uh, mid to late June. And the time when it got to, there was serious spring fever, which led to... Uh, uh, rock and pneumonia and boogie woogie blues because uh, got to be this is worse for the boys than the girls but it was bad enough for everybody got to be late May and June and you still had 20 25 days of school left it was outrageous it was cruelty it was torture <laughs> and the boys had it worse because boys are sort of naturally I think more physically restless sitting in school and taking uh, lessons and taking, uh, you know, listening to lectures and talks by teachers. You started to tune out. This is when you heard teachers saying more and more like, you know, whoever it was, Bob, you know, Dino, (laughs) are you here at all? Are you paying attention? Oh, yes. uh, Yeah, yeah, Mrs. Welsh, we're paying attention. We're paying attention, Mrs. Weiss. Absolutely paying attention. (laughs) What we're paying attention to was... A daydream, a thought of being out running on the street, because the street was where it was at, right? The street was always where it's at. If you grow up in the city, it's the street. I don't know what it's like if you grow up in the country. I have no idea. What do you do? What do you think about when you're growing up in the country, when you're daydreaming, when you have spring fever, when it's near the end of the school year, and uh, you're a boy? What do you What are you daydreaming about? I don't know. I have no idea. But in a city, you're dreaming about running loose in the streets. You're, in, you're dreaming about stickball and about riding your bike and about, uh, depending on who you were or what kind of neighborhood you grew up uh, in, maybe you're dreaming about other things, some of them perhaps not the most um, uh, legal things. <laughs> you're dreaming about the 4th of July when you can blow things up just like your parents just like your dad, just like your dad blew things up in World War II, and uh, you can blow things up, and it would be a patriotic thing to do to blow things up, and to shoot things off, right? So you're dreaming, you're dreaming about that, but basically you're dreaming about not. It's a negative daydream when you're in school. You're dreaming about not having to get up and go to school, not having to take that sandwich with you that your mother made, uh, not having 
to uh, bring some wax paper wrap thing in your uh, in your lunchbox, or if you were too, uh, or if you you know you were cool enough that you didn't need a lunchbox, or you didn't bring a lunchbox. And this is obviously for elementary school. And then when you got older, of course, no lunchboxes. That would have been. Uh, God, how square could you possibly be? What a loser could you possibly be to have a lunchbox? I had a lunchbox. I don't even remember who's on it. Could have been Howdy Doody. Could have been just a plain old lunchbox. There were things. This is true, boys and girls. There were things even back when I was young. There were things back when I was young. There were brands on things. Even then, of course, everything had a brand on it or a logo or a picture. But not every single thing. Like it is now, pencils, uh, paper clips. There isn't anything that doesn't have somebody's picture or brand or a logo on it screaming in your face. Buy it. It's cute. It's funny. It's crazy. It's, um, it changes colors when you watch, and it urges you to buy, 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 buy. Um, I think there was a movie that's, that it was a, a, a grade B movie, like a low-budget movie. Called, it may have been They Live. Has anybody heard of this movie? It's sort of like a cult movie. They Live, I think is the name of it. Um, and it's about creatures from another planet that uh, assume the form of humans. And they were completely given over to consuming and materialism. <laughs> it really is in its own way. Whoever wrote this movie... I hope that's the right title. I don't know. And I'm not going to look into it. You know, now I can't. I'm too lazy to say. I'll check it out and let you know next week. By then, I won't even remember. But I think it was named They Live. And it had it featured, uh, to show you the uh, the level of, um, of uh, stardom and the level of money that, <laughs> that this movie uh, featured, the star of this movie was a professional wrestler whose name was Rowdy Roddy Piper. Rowdy Roddy Piper, who is a long-disappeared wrestler from the scene. Who knows where he is now? Maybe he's gone into finance, or maybe he's got concussion syndrome. I don't know what happens to to old wrestlers. What happens to the old wrestlers, right? They wander around punchy the rest of their lives. Or if they're lucky and they made money, at at a certain point, Wrestling used to be nothing, nowhere. I mean, people got paid bottom-of-the-barrel money to wrestle. Even the guys who were on TV, even the stars of wrestling from the 50s and the 60s uh, didn't get anything for it. But when the 70s and the 80s started, and people like Vince McMahon and the World Wrestling Foundation or Federation, was it Foundation? Federation. World Wrestling Federation, right? Okay. When that started... He made a really big business out of it. Vince Mc, this guy, Vince McMahon, who made this gigantic, uh, you know, hundreds of millions of dollar business out of the World Wrestling Federation, whatever that means. It's all show business, but it's not, it's not like a real sports venue. Um, but before, and his father started the business, actually. I forget what his father's name. It could have been Vince McMahon, too. He might be Vince McMahon Jr., the guy who, who, uh, who, was, uh, who expanded this and made it into... Uh, gigantic industry in its own. And um, people got paid a lot of money. The stars of wrestling, uh, these spectacular wrestling shows, which my son used to watch when he was 9 or 10 years old, and I watched with him a long time ago. This is now like 20 or more years ago we watched all these people. I don't even remember half their names. The, the, the one whose name I remember the most is um, uh, Dwayne Johnson, who was called The Rock. 
Now he's Dwayne Johnson, a uh, famous grade B movie star. And um, uh, I think he's got a TV show coming up, or he's got a new TV show. I'm not really sure. But uh, he was called The Rock. Did you ever hear of The Rock? His name is Dwayne Johnson. So all these wrestlers started getting paid a lot of money. They didn't have a union, really, but they had agents. And since so much money was pouring in to the World Wrestling Federation, starting in the 70s and 80s, um, and then really spectacularly in the 90s and later on, uh, they started making a ton of money, ton of money. So I have no idea where I was when I went off talking about the World Wrestling Federation. So um, school. <laughs> school was the measure of how we measured time. I mean, there's the Julian Canner calendar. There is uh, There are uh, all kinds of religious holidays, which is the way a lot of people measure time. If you're a devout Christian, I suppose if you're a devout Muslim, I know if you're a devout Jew. I have a couple of friends who are uh, Orthodox Jews, and they uh, measure the year. Uh, and also, of course, the Jewish, uh, the Jewish year is a different year, and the calendar is different. The Jewish New Year starts um, sometime in September or maybe at the most early, uh, or early October. I don't know what it is this year. I think it's late. It's late this year. But... Um, the um, uh, different religions, if you're religious, you measure the year by these uh, holy days or by these special celebrations. <clears throat> um, being non-religious or being not, not particularly religious at all, most of the people in my neighborhood and in most neighborhoods in the city, um, no matter what your religion was, and that meant whether you were Catholic or Jewish or some form of Protestant, you measured it by the school year. Time was measured by the school year. And you were in school or you were out of school. That's, <laughs> there were two kinds of time. Uh, doing time, right? You know, like the, the phrase doing time in prison. I can do that standing on my head. Well, <clears throat> you went back to prison if you were a boy, like most boys. You went back to prison sometime the first week or two of Labor Day. And um, you... Um, you know, after or around Labor Day. And then there were the religious holidays. And then, but these were standard religious holidays. You took time off for a couple of Jewish holidays if you lived in New York City. And then, of course, Christmas was off and Thanksgiving. And later on, you had uh, Easter. And uh, I think there were some days off for Passover. And that was about it in those days. Maybe there's more now. Maybe there's less. I have no idea. And then you made it to uh, to around uh, June, and uh, then in June, your your taste, whatever you had, whatever ability you had to act as if, the way an alcoholic alcoholics anonymous they say, act as if, right? You 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 even though you don't want to do something, or you really don't want to do it, or you don't feel you really. Um, it doesn't feel real to you. It doesn't feel right to you. But you know it's the right thing to do. It doesn't feel right for you or you don't feel like, uh, like you feel like doing the right thing. But you know what the right thing to do is, right? And doesn't that, isn't that true almost all the time for almost all of us? Sometimes I've gotten, and it happens to me actually lately, it happens uh, more than it ever has happened before. And that's <clears throat> mostly due to the last two and a half years where I've been sort of living in kind of a dark tunnel somewhere. And combine that with age, uh, the normal sort of 
forgetfulness of age. Uh, sometimes wisdom, you know, wisdom will come with age, and sometimes a certain lack of wisdom, a loss of wisdom, a loss of the knowing instinctively what the right thing to do is. And in my case, it was a, there's a kind of been a loss of self-confidence uh, starting dating from the very second I had uh, my... Uh, my aorta explode uh, about two, uh, almost more than two and a half years ago, and lost a lot of my um, my regular routine and some of the things in my life that made it uh, possible for me to have a sense of self confidence. Because I always seemed to know uh, what the right thing to do was, and to 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 some extent. How much do you know what the right thing to do is with people in given situations and social situations um, at work, how far you can go or uh, you know what you need to do to say to your colleagues, what you say within the organization to people who work for you or people you work with at the same level or people who work above you? How do you, how do you act towards the boss? And then, of course, you make your adjustments depending on the personalities of the people that work quote-unquote, beneath you or under you, uh, people who work for you, um, uh, people who work alongside you, colleagues. Um, at this radio station, I have colleagues, people who work with me on an equal basis. And then how do you treat people who work above you? I don't know. But, and then there's how you treat your wife, how you treat your children, how you treat friends, how you treat people in social situations, how you treat people in... Um, in um, common everyday, um, what you might almost call business situations. And I don't mean, you know, business, business. Like, go to the supermarket. You go to the supermarket. And I've seen people who are, you know, people who feel, I, I suppose they feel inferior and they feel put upon. Um, and maybe there's other reasons for this, too. But I've seen people treat uh, checkout people, people that, uh, the, the mostly women or young women usually, too, who do checkout at grocery stores. There's one huge grocery store slash supermarket in my neighborhood called Westside Supermarket. And um, it's a nightmare. <laughs> I don't want them to sue me, so I'm not saying the food's bad. That's not what I'm saying. They have uh, a tremendous selection of cooked and uh, and uncooked and, uh, you know, uh, various kinds of food and vegetables and fruit. And there's nothing you can think of that they don't have in this place. Lobsters, you know, God knows what. It's uh, a supermarket uh, and even more. But it's not a chain supermarket, really. And they have uh, – so it's crowded, but it's crowded. And like more and more of these places all the time, you have to almost walk sideways. So the claustrophobia factor is immense. It's immense. You, uh, if you if you suffer from claustrophobia and you go into one of these places, you can have an attack unless you take some sort of medication for it. Claustrophobia is astounding. So, and people are unpacking and uh, you know vegetables and fruit and putting them on the shelves and um, uh, you know you you got your uh, your rolling cart and um, or your shopping cart and it's in the aisle and you can't get around it and people are uh, irritated and there's a million people in the store. Maybe two million people in the store at the same time, and just to make sure that uh, you're uh, that you have uh, that you don't have one you know nervous system sector that hasn't been harassed and overwhelmed to the point of wanting to scream and to blow up, they put on loud music <laughs> for no good reason. 
the same thing, and I've talked about this before, so I won't go on and on about it, but it's the same thing everywhere you go. There is music playing of one kind or another, and there's no need for it. And when you point this out to the people who work in the place or even go to the boss, you know, the manager of the supermarket or uh, the bank manager or wherever it is that this unnecessary, usually too loud, uh, intrusive music is on, whenever you go to them in a coffee shop or anything and they say, it's not me, it's the bank wants it on. Oh, the bank. The bank is some... Uh, unidentifiable, unclassifiable, floating authority in space that no one can reach but has all power. <laughs> the bank wants it on. The manager of the of the coffee shop wants it on. Uh, he, yeah, where is he? The owner wants it on. He's not around. You go in the vitamin shop and there's music on. It's chain the vitamin shop. You go in the, in the supermarket. You know, so I go to the manager and I say, "Can you turn it down?" Sometimes. If you're lucky in one of these places, they'll turn it down. Go into the movie theater. You go into the, um, you know, when you're in the in, in the lobby or you're in this place. If it's a multiplex or a mega multi, a megaplex, you know, there is a for L word now, right? Megaplex, I think. And uh, so a multi-megaplex. And you go in there and there's music playing. You can't just go in there. And it's stupid, too. Because not to mention the fact that when you go and you sit down in, in an individual theater, you know, if you're in the megaplex, you go into one of the smaller theaters. Or if you go into the movies, they have this music on at 2,000 decibels, um, you know, where, which are advertisements for products or for other TV or movies, uh, yeah, TV shows or movies. So all this junk is on. And um, once in a while, if you go to the manager of a place that's um, that's a – sort of a family-owned or a small business-owned, even if it's a large store. And you say, can you turn this down a little bit? It's driving me completely nuts. They will do it, uh, generally. They will do it while you're there. And, you know, a few minutes later, they'll turn it right up again. <clears throat> I don't understand the reason for it. I do not understand the reason why all this music is on all the time, except unless there's something that's been shared by a lot of other people, businesses and business consultants, that having the music on um, makes you so addled that you make bad choices and that you will buy things you might ordinarily not buy or that you will make mistakes. But how that could be good for a business, I really don't know because all this stuff does is drive you completely out of your mind. So June, June is there, and you're daydreaming if you live in the city and you lived in New York City or you lived out where I did in the suburbs, any part of the city. doesn't matter, really. You dream about maybe jumping on your bike and riding all over the place. You didn't have a bike. You're dreaming about riding the subways. You're dreaming about going to places. You're dreaming about hanging out, hanging out, not sitting in a chair, you know, uh, uh, trying as hard as you can and failing as June goes on to pay attention to this person, usually this woman, or sometimes this man up in the front of the room talking about history or math or any, and the same thing in college, right? The same thing in college, economics, social studies. And don't you think they feel the same way? They're acting as if they're playing their part so they get pissed off if you don't play your part. They're playing the part of teacher and want you to play the part of student, right? They have to do it. Don't you think now that you're older and you know, or some of you have been teachers or are teachers still, you know what it's like. You know how it feels. You want it to be over too. 
but you feel like you have a responsibility and you've got people watching over you, you know, like the principal or the head of the department or whoever, or the assistant principal. Do your job. Everybody's got to do, do their job. That's what we do in the world. We do our jobs. Now, some of us enjoy them because they're exciting jobs, and some of us, uh, you know, don't get as much out of our jobs as we as we like, or maybe there's not much to get out of the job that you're in. But you've got to keep doing it. This is what happens. And when you're a kid, your job is to be a student. Um, at a certain point, I don't know how long you're supposed to stay in school now. The, the law in New York State used to be 14 a long time ago. Now I think it's 16. Can you leave school when you're uh, 16 years old? I think you can still. I don't think you have to stay till you're 18. But I don't really know. I haven't kept up on these laws. But the, the, the world is measured uh, from the time you're about five years old <clears throat> or if you go to preschool, um, from the time you're maybe three or four years old, it's measured by going to school and then getting out of school and having the summer off. And people will go into their old age. I know people who have regular nine-to-five jobs who just don't feel like it's right that they should have to get up and go to the job during the summertime. Summer is when you're supposed to have off. When you, uh, depending on how much money you had, you went to camp or you just hung out or you rode your bike around or you rode the subways or you played ball or you participated in ripping people off, whatever it was that was a lovely summertime um, uh, activity for you as a kid. <laughs> and obviously talking from a boy's point of view and from a girl's point of view too, I suppose. After all, <clears throat> you know, transgender-wise, do I have to ask myself the question, do I identify as a male or female? <laughs> They don't. We're right here at uh, the progressive radio station. We have uh, how many bathrooms? Do we have a male bathroom? Do we have a boy's bathroom and a girl's bathroom? We do. We do. But we don't have a third bathroom, right? No, we don't. So the progressive radio network has some catching up to do, I think. Meanwhile, we'll take a break and come back in a little bit. kind of a summertime lilt to it, doesn't it? <clears throat> really kind of nice lilt, summertime lilt to it, kind of taking it easy, you know, that kind of sitting on the dock of the bay, kind of jib, but this in a jazzy sound. Um, 
uh, his uh, his stuff was always like Brubeck was always like that, especially when you listen to Paul Desmond playing the saxophone. That's the alto sax, right? I think it's the alto sax, and that's Paul Desmond, and he's always had that that mellow, that that beautiful, cool, mellow sound, and it does have that kind of summertime lilt to it. So there's a point in the summer. Uh, let's say you've been off uh, for, if you went to private school, you've been off for a good part of June already. And if you went to public school, you got off the third or fourth week in June. And um, now you've had all this time and you've been through July. Uh, you've been hanging out. You've been riding your bike. You've been playing in the streets. You've been with your friends. You've been getting into trouble that you shouldn't get into. But what else is there to do? And how much fun it is, right? You blew things up. Uh, although, I don't know, there's so many laws these days, and people are so jumpy about anything going off that makes a bang. Uh, that makes a bang. You can't, uh, you can't, you got to be careful with that. So I think people are clamping down on that kind of thing. Uh, I don't know how it is. But there, there are, actually, there are some states. We went to, um, on a vacation, my wife and I went to uh, Maine, which I told you about, I think, uh, a couple of shows ago. And they're very big on fireworks up there. They don't have the same fireworks laws that the New York State has very strict fireworks laws. Especially if you live in a city, they really clamp down on fireworks. This year, we didn't know. Actually, the last couple of Fourth of Julys, we haven't heard hardly any fireworks. For years before that, we heard so many. And especially in the neighborhood I lived in, 10, 20 years ago, you couldn't really tell the difference between um, fireworks and gunshots. There was, uh, there was hardly any way to tell the difference. And the next day, sure enough, you'd pick up the paper and there were people who had been arrested for shooting and maybe somebody had been actually hurt by, uh, by a gunshot. But um, so, you know, you, you, you've had, you've had uh, a good part of your summer already. And it's just beginning. And this is, this is a funny week. This week, which is uh, like the second, the beginning of the second week in August, we're starting the second week in August. It's a funny week because it's, a, it's almost like the Bermuda Triangle of the whole year. This is a funny, strange week. It's a week before because the, the week coming, the week after this, you will start to understand. People start to understand. You become aware of the fact that the summer is more over than it's starting. Uh, wasn't that eloquently put? I thought so. That you, you become aware of the fact, you start sniffing, not the fall in the air necessarily, unless you see the trees starting to change. Depends where you live in the country, right? Uh, but you and you still feel that eternal summer feeling, right? But um, you can tell, you can absolutely tell, because people, <clears throat> more people than not, have taken their vacations starting uh, next week, and they'll be coming back. Um, there will be people who will just will be taking uh, their vacation, but it'll be the last shot at a week or two vacation. And then um, then the, the school year will start. And when the school year starts, summer is over. Now, summer may not officially be over until, what, September 20th, September 21st, but summer is over uh, the first day that you go back to school. Or if you're working nine to five, that part remains in your brain or remains in that part of your brain that remembers things. And uh, summer is over when you come back from your vacation and it gets to be near the end of August. And that's when summer is over. Uh, 
But it's still, you know, if it's warm out, you're still wearing the clothes or you still can do, get involved in all kinds of summer activities, whatever. If you go to the beach and you fry yourself like a fish, that's, that's what you do, right? And these things are also possible. And you can still, uh, thank God, all the women uh, can still wear, uh, you know, their summer clothes, which is fine with me. No matter how old I get, you know, I still haven't, I'm still not dead yet. So it's great to be looking at it as far as I'm concerned. That's another regret that um, I did mention this, by the way, last week, that uh, Politically Correct and me have parted ways. (laughs) So there will be things I'm sure that will be downright, perhaps even offensive to some people as I go on and on and on into my old age here and still stay on the radio. But... uh, it is great when you're a boy and when you're an older boy and when you're a male to see summer coming because that's when women will be wearing less clothes. And um, and it's a source of regret for a lot of men when the cooler weather comes in because women will put their clothes back on. Now, I don't know, cannot speak for women. I cannot, although I identify as a, I, because I identify as a male, so I cannot speak for women. Anyhow, this is, uh, but this this week right here, the one I'm talking in right now, this Monday, for this whole week long, um, it's a time, depending on, you know, what, what your personal schedule is, and maybe you're off on vacation now, and you'll come back and listen to this as a podcast, or maybe you're on vacation and you'll listen on your, because uh, everybody's got a device, uh, everybody's deviced up, so uh, you might be able to listen to this podcast wherever you are on vacation in Florida or in Europe or who knows where, who knows how, up uh, up in um, up in Maine or you know out in the Midwest, wherever you go on vacation or California, uh, you might be able to hear this. But um, you know, you uh, for most people who live in the city, if you've taken your vacation and you're going and you're back at work now, it doesn't really matter. You're on a 9 to 5 or you're on a 10 to 6 or, you know, let's say you're self-employed, whatever it is, you can smell it coming starting next week. You'll be walking around, and then the weather will start to change. And you could tell by the light, of course. How could I, leave, how could I have left that out? You could tell by the light. The, it is already, let's see, the longest day of the year was, the, is it the 20th or the 21st? June 21st. And now uh, there is a little less light in the evening, and uh, it's a little, just a tiny bit darker in the morning. It's a little bit darker in the morning. And you can already tell, and that feeling comes of school coming. And I think there is division between the way boys and girls, and later on maybe um, uh, men and women feel about, about school coming. Uh, like I say, most boys I knew uh, didn't really like school a lot much anyhow. It was difficult to get them to sit through school. And um, and even all the way through high school, boys, boys were more uh, rowdy. They were less uh, behaved. And girls, uh, I remember, sort of looked forward to school, which was such an alien concept. <laughs> the idea of looking forward to school. And now you're grown up. Now you're all grown up, right? Now you're what, 22, now you're uh, 32, now you're 50, now you're 65, whatever it is. And, you know, those things shouldn't make any difference to you anymore. But when you spend 
the formative years of your life, you know, when you spend the ages five straight through, at the very least, 18. And then for most people who are listening to me, I'm supposing it's um, also straight through 21. Uh, then, you know, that's the way you feel forever afterwards. So even if you have a nine-to-five, or even if you're retired, like I am, perforce, I'm not retired by choice, I'm sort of semi-retired because of uh, physical problems. But uh, if you're retired, if you're working a nine-to-five, whatever it is, and you've been doing it for 10 years, 20 years, 30, 40 years, you've been working since you got out of college, or maybe <clears throat> these days, since people, since everything costs so much, you have to work so hard. Maybe you've been working 50 years. I don't know. But school, you can sniff school starting at the end of next week and, the be, you know, the beginning of the third week in August. You can, you can sniff and you can tell by the, uh, by the air. You can tell by the light and you can tell by the fact that people, uh, more and more people are in the streets. For instance, um, right now and for this coming week and for this coming weekend, there are a few, and for for almost all of the summer in New York City, especially where I live on the Upper West Side, I don't know how it is in places in Midtown where everybody works so much, but it's that way probably for most of the city. There were f- there are fewer people on the streets, which is always better, which is always better if you live in Manhattan. Uh, I'm I'm sure it's that way if you live in other crowded parts of the city, <clears throat> but if you live in Manhattan, there are fewer people on the streets. Uh, if you live in places where tourists go, it's it can be worse. There are more people crowding small, quaint towns or tourist towns in various parts of the country, especially in the Northeast. Uh, and there is more traffic on smaller roads up in these places. So although people make a lot of their money, businesses uh, and other people make a lot of their money from tourists during uh, the summer season, uh, what they do regret is the uh, the lack of the of the small town um, feeling because the place is overrun. It's overrun with uh, with traffic and with people coming in just for the weekends. Even in Maine, uh, they refer to people from Massachusetts who come over in the weekends and uh, generally act in a way which is uh, which is uh, people in Maine sometimes see improper or they're loud or they're boisterous. People come from Boston and they come up there and they act uh, sort of vulgar in Maine. They call them mass holes. <laughs> people from Massachusetts call them mass holes. So uh, this is what goes on. Okay, so um, should we go back to politics here? Everything is about Trump all the time now. This is turning out to be a mistake. Now, I think this might change. There are, it's, uh, let's see, what is it now? It's uh, August, so we've got August, September, and October. We've got <clears throat> three months, some water here, we've got three months of, um, of these two people running for office, and they could just disappear right now. They could actually just disappear if you didn't read a word about them. In fact, since the conventions you see a little less coverage because what is there for them to do or say? If they're not making, they can't be making any major policy speeches right now because they've already made all their major policy speeches. The conventions were the height of their political performance before the election. Uh, I should say before the debates. When it gets to be about a week or so before the first debate, which is September 26th, so starting around the third week in September, 
that's when you're going to get um, that's when you're going to get renewed interest and in all this stuff, and uh, unless of course something really outrageous, God forbid, even more outrageous than usual, that is to say, more violent and horrible happens, a in the country and b in the world. Uh, if something like that happens, then you're going to want to get well, you don't want it necessarily, but you will get you know reactions from the two uh, candidates. Oh, something that happened, uh, people are always yelling at me all the time, you know, what about the Libertarian Party? What about the Green Party? Yeah, what about them? <laughs> what about them? The Libertarian and the Green Party, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, I've, I have much more in common with the policies and the people who are running as nominees of the Libertarian and the Green Party than I do anything to do with the Democratic Party. And certainly, of course, the Republican Party is like, well, I shouldn't say that completely because Trump has one or two policies which uh, um, are very close to me, very close to the kind of policies I have. Um, And it has nothing to do with immigration particularly. But his main policy, which I feel more in sympathy with than than not in sympathy, is uh, other people call it isolation. And sometimes the way he talks, because he's so stupid, or I should say, I don't know know how stupid he is, but he's ignorant, which is different. Inherently, he may not be a stupid person. He probably is not a stupid person. But he is ignorant because he doesn't seem to know anything except what he knows about himself and what he wants and what happens in his business. Not even that good a businessman. I mean, uh, every time I hear about it, it turns out to be more and more and more. But there's at least four bankruptcies, major bankruptcies, and uh, many things he's owned, maybe because he takes too many risks or he's just not a good businessman. Many things he's owned have closed down and put hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, maybe for all I know, thousands of people out of work. He's always talking about how he's hired tens of thousands of people and created tens of thousands of jobs. That may be true. I don't know exactly what kind of jobs they are. I don't know if they're high-paying or low-paying jobs. I don't know who's working in these jobs. Probably people uh, who are illegal immigrants in some cases. I think people have pointed this out. But um, so unless something happens uh, like there is, like I say, God forbid, some awful terror attack or a couple of terror attacks in our country <clears throat> or usually as as it affects the United States more um, in some European capital, uh, there are constant terror attacks in the Middle East and um, in places like um, Afghanistan and Pakistan. And uh, there are things that are, and there are coups. Uh, look, at the th- look at what happened in Turkey. So these kinds of things will happen, unfortunately, fairly routinely. Uh, coups, overthrows, um, constitutional crises in various countries, outrages by terrorists, um, perpetrators uh, who happen to be immigrants uh, in this country and other other places. And comments will be made by the candidates. But otherwise, unless this happens, we've heard everything we need to hear from these two people. Now what their job is, and they're doing their job is, and I don't know, uh, and they're doing their job. I don't know how much Trump is doing doing this. He seems to be a little fitful about what he's doing. Uh, but he's still into it, apparently, and he's raised a tremendous amount of money, by the way. Uh, people are uh, people are saying, I hear people saying, um, oh, to get back to the Green and Libertarian Party. <clears throat> uh, am I dismissing them entirely? No, I'm not. But they will not be on the stage. They should be on the stage. Gary Johnson and Jill Stein, as far as I'm concerned, should be on the stage when they have debates. 
I th- and they should get more time, and there should be less commercials, less breaks. And, in fact, I think that the FCC, uh, who hands out the licenses in the name of the people of the United States to uh, broadcast networks who, uh, who put these uh, debates on, I think that they should be brought to you uh, commercial-free completely, and they should be expanded in time a little bit. And people should be given more time to speak, especially if we're going to have Jill Stein and Gary Johnson from, you know, the Green and Libertarian parties on, along with, um, what's their names? Oh, yes, Trump and Clinton. As long as we're going to have them (laughs) along with Trump and Clinton, there should be more time for people to respond. It shouldn't be some stupid cartoon, um, cartoonish, uh, you know, spectacle where you have 30 seconds to talk about world issues. Anyhow, but... The Green Party and Libertarian Party will not be on. There is some, according to, I guess it's the Federal Elections Commission, or maybe it's just the networks. Is there a difference between the Federal Elections Commission and, for that matter, the entire federal government and large corporations, especially media corporations? I don't really see a clear difference. There hasn't been for a long time. And now since the Supreme Court has decided that um, corporations, especially large corporations, um, are people— (laughs) <laughs> they have, they have, they, uh, you know, they, uh, they, you know, have uh, the right to speak just the way you and I do. A corporation has the right to speak. An insane bullshit that is just amazing. That is the kind of thing Citizens United and corporate personhood, it's called, which has absolutely destroyed democracy as much as anything ever did, is the Supreme Court decisions about corporate personhood. Corporations are not people. They don't have consciences. They especially don't have consciences. Corporations are created and operated in a way where they particularly do not have a conscience. And they can treat people any way they want, and they do. Um, Corporations are not people. They don't have consciences. They don't have beating hearts. They can't change their minds. They don't have feelings of guilt. They are not people. They don't, they don't feel uh, individual feelings of joy or despair. Corporations, they may get old, but they don't get old like people. Uh, maybe some of them get creaky and old. <laughs> and then they get swallowed by larger corporations. So maybe that's not so different than life. But anyhow, um, so there's really nothing much that we can expect from these people. So I think, and it's already happening, uh, I judge by my... Uh, <laughs> My poll information comes from reading one newspaper, the New York Times. Not true completely, though. I do read um, the headlines and sometimes the articles of various um, liberal to left-wing, like alternate um, uh, news sources on the Internet, which I had subscribed to much more intensely and paid more attention to when I was on Sirius Satellite Radio because the show I did there was three straight hours every Saturday of pure political left-wing uh, you know, ranting and raving and interviewing people, including politicians. But I don't do that so much now. So what's new is um, the latest thing is since uh, people have decided that Trump is crazy, and he very well may be uh, somewhat crazy or incipiently psychotic, um, uh, people have decided that, that this is an issue to talk about all the time. And what particularly do they land on when it comes to the context of him being, in the context of him being possibly deranged or uh, especially impulsive and irrational? The nuclear codes. The nuclear codes. 
do we want Donald Trump, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Do we want an impulsive, irrational, um, you know, a person who loses his temper in a split second? Who did he scream? Who did he yell at? Some woman with a baby that was crying at one of his rallies? <laughs> I understand. I feel sadly, sadly, I am much more like Donald Trump than I am like Hillary Clinton. I have a dictate. I have a dictator nature. I have a terrible. Um, uh, now that I'm older, I'm sort of a little mellower, but not much. I have a. I have a nasty temper, and it's instantaneous. And when I'm trying to talk, if somebody interferes with me, even if it's a little baby, <laughs> even if it's a little baby, even even if it's somebody who's disabled or something like that, if somebody interferes with me or says something I don't like, uh, you know, no matter who it is, I'm liable to insult them. I'm liable to, to yell. Uh, sometimes I'm, I remember when I was on Sirius taking phone calls. Why am I take, not taking phone calls here? Because this is a recording. I'm recording this show in the morning, so I'm not taking phone calls. If I wanted to come down to this neighborhood, which I wouldn't do because of the uh, crazy traffic and the impossibility of getting back uptown where I live in one piece, if I wanted to come down here at 4 p.m. when the show is actually streamed, I could take calls, but I'm not doing that. Or if I start to do my show, which is something I'm considering, if I start doing my show uh, live streaming um, at um, at 4 p.m. when it streams on Mondays. Um, and it's Monday morning now when I'm recording it. If I consider doing my show live from my house, I guess I can take calls. You can do that, right? If you're, if you're, if you're streaming from your house by Skype, you can take calls. All right. So it's coordinated through the, um, you know, through the engineer's board, and that's how it works. But I haven't decided to do that yet. But it's a possibility. It is a possibility. Since this is a difficult trip to, uh, to a long, hard, difficult trip to, uh, by public transportation to get down here. So, um, yes, Trump with the nuclear codes. You wouldn't want, believe me, you wouldn't. I'm enough like Trump. You wouldn't want me to have the nuclear codes. You really wouldn't. Um, uh, sometimes I get very, very pissed off at people, and I wish I had nuclear codes. <laughs> <laughs> people, people get on my nerves or people get in my way on the street, and uh, I would use the nuclear option in a second. So you, I wouldn't, but f thankfully for, all, for everybody, believe me, I have never run for public office and I never will run for public office. Also, I can't run for public office because there are so many skeletons in my closet that I have to get more closets for them, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have enough closets to fit all the skeletons in my closet. So um, I love that old phrase. The man has a skeleton in his closet. What a great old phrase that is. How much time do we have left? Like, just like two minutes. Yeah, that's what I figured. So, that, so this is, these are the issues now. Um, thankfully, there are things that take our mind off this. There's the, uh, the garbage-strewn, uh, you know, uh, corrupt Olympics <laughs> <laughs> Which, and of course, it's impossible not to watch some of the um, some of the competition at the Olympics because it is beautiful to watch, or thrilling, or exciting to watch. Um, my favorite is track and field. I guess most people's favorite is track and field. I cannot watch gymnastics at the Olympics because the people, the especially the women, uh, they don't look human to me, and they give me the creeps. But uh, I'll watch uh, women's beach volleyball. I don't mind watching that. And I'll watch uh, the swimming, which is interesting to me because I would never get in the water unless my life was in danger. 
All right, enough rambling for this week. Uh, whatever. I, oh, one last thing. I may criticize Hillary Clinton uh, ongoing on this show. Criticizing Hillary Clinton, I want to give you an official notice here, is not a hanging offense. It's not against the law. Remember that. Okay, I'll talk to you next week. Keep the devil